0: my name is Denise Renner. I am so glad that you're with me today. And I want to tell you that if you have any prayer needs, we want to hear from you. We want to pray with you. You know, there's so much power in agreement. The Bible says where two or more agree together, touching anything, it shall be done by our father, which is in heaven. And we want to hear from you and we want to agree with you because we are seeing God do miraculous things through prayer. Now on one of our programs, somebody called in and said that they received a miracle and I want to read that to you. It says that during the program, Pastor Denise prayed for someone's back and she said, my back was completely healed and I gained physical strength. She's so thankful she wanted to give God glory. You know, it's our, your testimony. It's so important. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, 11, that we overcome the devil By the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So the word of your testimony overcomes the devil. The word of my testimony overcomes the devil. Every time I give glory to God for how he healed my face so many, many, many years ago, it still gives glory to him because it was his manifested power touching my body, touching my face, and delivering me from a disease that I had had for 13 years. You see, that gives glory to God because people see God is a healer. God is a miracle worker. Well, I want so much to talk to you about who he is, who he's not, and the power of of waiting on him you know all of us are probably waiting on something you might be waiting on a person to change it's like oh if they'd only change I'm waiting maybe it's a spouse Maybe you're waiting for your husband to change. Maybe you're waiting for your wife to change. Maybe you're thinking, Oh, if my child would only change. Or maybe you're thinking, Oh, if my boss would only change. Or you're thinking, Oh, the weather would only change. Maybe you're saying, I'm just waiting to get married. Or you're saying, I'm just waiting to have a baby. Or you might say, I'm just waiting for my children to leave the house. (laughs) All of us are involved in usually not liking something and waiting for it to change. But the Bible says that those that wait on the Lord, they renew their strength. It's from Isaiah chapter 40, and it is verse 31. And that's what I want to talk to you today about because friend, there's so much power in waiting on the Lord, just waiting on him, listening for him, wanting to know what his opinion is about a certain situation, wanting his power to do what it is you need to do. So Isaiah chapter 40 verse 18 Through verse 20, it says who we're not waiting for. And I just love this because it's like God is making fun of these idols. He is just saying they just have no power. They were man-made. So you'll see when, when I read it to you. So verse 18, it says, To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare him? The workman molds an image, the goldsmith overspreads it with gold, and the silversmith casts silver chains. Whoever is too impoverished for such a contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not fall over. <laughs> so God's saying these idols that the Israelites had chosen to worship, there's a man trying to make them. Maybe they're very skilled in gold and silver. They find wood that won't rot. They carve the bottom of it so that the idol won't fall over. Well, I want you to know That the God that we wait on, that we trust in, that we hope in, he's not going to fall over. Nothing is going to take him by surprise. Nothing is too big for him. Nothing is impossible for him. He's not like an idol. Those idols, they couldn't see, they couldn't hear, they couldn't touch. But our God, the Bible says, that his arm is not too short, that he can't touch. His ear is not deaf, that he can't hear you. He is alive. Our God is alive. And he waits for us to come to him. He waits for us to wait on him and hear what he has to say or receive what it is that he has to give us. Now, I want to read you how Isaiah chapter 40 describes our God and who he is. So it's in verse 21 through 23. So we read, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. God is not intimidated by any government, any prince, any judge, because this word said he, in his eyes, they can be as nothing. In his eyes, they can be useless because he's so powerful, he's so powerful. He, he, he stretches out the heavens like a curtain. For him to stretch out the heavens, it was just like when you pull your curtain on your window in your home. You just pull that curtain so easy. God stretched out the heavens like it was a curtain. He's so massive. How can we say, how can we even believe that he's not touched by our infirmities, that he can't help us, that he can't do the miraculous, that he can't do the impossible. He is the only one who can do the impossible. He's known for doing the impossible. He has a reputation for doing the impossible. That's our God. That's the one you're waiting on. I want to read to you also... Verses 25 through 26. And it says, To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his power and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. You know, as brilliant as scientists and astrologers are today, and they they can see things, and we have the that telescope that sees very, very very, very far, but they can't see as far as God has already created and is creating right now. They can't even see all the stars. God is holding up the stars. God is so in control of the heavens that he's making sure that not one of them is missing. That those stars And it says that he names them. He has them all in order and he's looking. Is one of them missing? No, I'm holding them up by my power. That is our God. He's the one. He's the one that touched this woman. She was having terrible back pain tormenting. She wrote it was tormenting pain. But in one moment, the power of God, the power of that God that holds the stars in place, that names the stars, that holds them up with his power, that very power of that God is the one who touched our friend and healed her body. That very God is the one who in the middle of the night somewhere, I don't know, healed my face of a disease that I had had for 13 years. That very God is the one that saved you. That very God is the one who gave you peace when you had none. That very God is the one that saved your child when he almost died. That very God is the one who gives you wisdom when you don't know what to do. He is the one who is alive. He is the one that we're waiting for. The Bible says there's no one like him. He said, Can you liken me to an idol? No, you can't liken me to an idol because an idol is going to fall over if you don't just set it up just right. He said, I'll never fall over. He said, can you liken me to anything? No. The Bible even says, oh, I have to read it to you because this is so fantastic what God says about himself. He says in verse 13, he said, who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has taught him, who has taught him? With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him? and taught him in the path of justice. Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Who taught him? No one taught him. He is almighty. But I want to tell you, as awesome as he is, as ominous as he is, I want to show you something else that he reveals about himself. And this touches me so much because in this same chapter, we see our God introduced as a shepherd. Look at verse 11. It says, He will feed his flock like a shepherd. I have seen a shepherd and uh, I believe it was in Turkey and we were out in these fields and Rick was filming and uh, there was a shepherd out there. And I watched as that, those sheep, they didn't move away from their shepherd. And if that shepherd didn't feed those sheep, then those sheep are not going to eat. Now, we do all that we can friend and we should we should do everything that we can to feed ourselves with the word of god to to spend time with god to do all that we can for god but we have to recognize we're not the ones in charge he's the one in charge he's the shepherd he's the one really feeding us yes our eyes they look at the word yes with our mouth, with our heart, we pray. But it's by His power. It's by what He adds. It's by what He gives that makes the difference. You know, Paul wrote, he said, he said, um, one waters, one plants. But with all our watering and our planting, nothing would happen. Because God is the one who gives the increase. I know we do all that we can and we should. But we need to recognize it's what God does that brings the increase. And that we see his power and we see his hand. And we see his heart here in these scriptures, that he is the shepherd who feeds his sheep. The next thing it says is he will gather the lambs with his arm. Notice it doesn't say that he will gather the lambs with a stick. He's not going to beat us into obedience. He's not going to beat us into into the right way, the Bible says he's a shepherd and that he reaches out to us and he gathers us with his arm. If we go a little bit astray, he doesn't come to beat us and condemn us. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus but he will reach out his arm and he will gather you. Do you have a loved one that's away from the Lord? You're praying for them? I just want to encourage you, don't take the responsibility that you're the one who's gathering. You're not the one who's gathering. You're the one praying. You're the one believing. But God's the one who's reaching out his arm and he's the one who's pulling that child or that loved one back into their place. It's not our goodness that gets us back into place. (laughs) It's our shepherd. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that's just like our shepherd, wooing us, talking to us, gathering us, to hear him once again. Don't you love him? Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he perfect? He does everything perfect. Then it says, and carry them in his bosom. God does not want us far from him. He wants to carry us. He wants us close. He wants us close to his heart. He wants us close to his strength. He wants to carry us. You know, you probably have a lot of responsibility. I mean, in this time and age, we have so much work and so much responsibility and all these things to do, so much to do, so many projects but I want to bring you that word. You are doing a lot, but I want you to know who's carrying you. Mm. He's carrying you. He's carrying you. It's by His grace, (laughs) it's by His mercy that you open your eyes every morning. It's by His grace, it's by His mercy that you have the strength in your body. The Bible even says that he gives us the breath that we breathe. He said to a wicked king who refused to price him, it was Belshazzar. He said to this king who thought he was so powerful and thought, you know, he was the most powerful man in the world at that time, but he didn't give glory to God. And he said to that man, he said, I hold your breath and I own all your ways. God is so gracious. You know, when it says that he wants to carry us in his bosom, and here, I mean, here is heart. He wants us to know what to do when we don't know what to do. He wants to draw us close so that we can hear him, that we have his wisdom, that we understand what he would do in that situation, that we can hear the Holy Spirit saying, No, don't say that. No, say that. No, don't think that. Think this. And I'm talking about simple things, friends, but. We live in a difficult world, a fallen world, and things are happening, and we need his direction. We need his direction, we need that closeness. We need to be saying, yes, Lord. I acknowledge that you wanna carry me close to you because that's where the power is. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now look at what else it says. And gently leads those who are with young. Now, when I was out on that field, I noticed that the uh, mother lambs that had little lambs, that the shepherd was very patient and he didn't move the flock along very quickly because he was waiting on that mother and those little lambs. So we see that the Lord, who we're waiting on, He's not impatient. He is not impatient. He's waiting for us. We're all in different places in our walk with God. Some just came to the Lord, some have been with Him for a long time, some. He's been talking to you about changing something for a long time and you still haven't changed it. Some are older in the Lord. We're all in different places. But he's not impatient. He leads those gently who are with young. He is gently leading you, he isn't beating you into obedience that's not the Lord that is not even the personality of the Lord the the Holy Spirit he's a listen to listen to who he is he's a comforter do you hear any beating in that or condemnation no he's a teacher do you need a teacher that's who he is That's who the shepherd is. That's who this great God is that's holding up these stars. But still, he's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was just like him. The Holy Spirit's a comforter, a teacher. He's a guide. He's going to guide us into all truth, the Bible says. He says he's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's inside of you. The Holy Spirit is right there. He's right there. If we just acknowledge his presence, friend, that's waiting on the Lord. Acknowledging him. Saying, God, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you today that you're the one that gave me the strength to get out of bed. You're the one that's giving me the breath to breathe right now. You're the one that's given me the mind to think with, the peace that I have in my heart. I acknowledge you. And when we acknowledge him, when we wait on him, in that powerful action of waiting on him, of acknowledging him, the Bible says that we renew our strength. How we need our strength. And God wants to pour out. God is not stingy. He comes to us with an open hand, not a clenched fist. He wants to pour out of his spirit everything that you and I need. And when we wait on him, when we acknowledge him, when we trust in him, when we say, God, I can't do this by myself. God, I need you. God, I need your wisdom. God, I need your help. God, I need your peace. Oh, friend, you've just opened yourself up to power, to the power of God, to the wisdom of God to carry you through today. You don't have tomorrow yet. You only have today. And he has enough wisdom and enough strength as we wait on him, we acknowledge him, we acknowledge that the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to give us that strength. And that's exactly what he'll do. He'll renew your strength. Thank you so much for being with me today. I just want to pray a short prayer over you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you've given us the ability by the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us to wait upon you, to trust you, to look to you for our help. And that you are there and you are faithful and we receive your help now in Jesus' name. Well, I want you to join me on my next program because I'm going to talk to you about those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And what does that renewal of strength look like? Please contact us. Please give us your prayer request. We are waiting for your prayer request. Give us your responses. We love you and I'll see you next time.
1: All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this Candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include Help, my mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here, my mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord, I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, This series is so awesome, every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella for Just $15? With genuine warmth and candor, Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella. And the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.